This is coffee pod number 10. The Isle of Nan. So, it's probably just after I was 18, joined the Blue Union Football Club. We had a quite successful football club. And we would annually go to the Isle of Man football tournaments and we'd win it every year. Lock up your daughters. So one particular year sticks out in mind to me. We boarded the ferry. We had a streaker. One of the older guys was an notorious streaker from Garson. I won't name names. He got arrested as we got off the boat. <laughs> While we're on the boat, I'll say one of the local gangsters was selling a lot of the players. I won't name names. And I can either confirm or deny whether I was involved in this. <laughs> was selling black 20 pound notes for six quid so obviously the football team lands and everyone goes to all the shops buying packs of chewies and then getting the change and like obviously we're living the millionaire lifestyle the next few days just ensues in total chaos there's a pub next door to the hotel called quids in it was a pound to get in which is all where yeah, and, and all the drinks are a pound. Now, if you were rowdy and that, you could get carded, like a yellow card or red card, and got sent out by like a referee. But you pay a pound to get back in again, so it was just a bit gimmicky. It was absolutely hilarious, and the stuff we got up to was mad. Staying up all night, craziness. So, coming towards the end, we were in the final again, and I, I got an injury on my calf, and I really, really wanted to play in the final. So I've decided to stay in on the last night. One of the previous years before, a lad has stayed there and stayed with one of the girls and he stayed over there. So he's knocked on my door about 10 o'clock at night and he's absolutely platic. Oh, let me in, I need somewhere to sleep in this big room. about four double beds in, it's like a huge hotel room. All the teams staying in different sized rooms throughout the hotel. So he comes in, I went, oh, go on, just get on one of them beds, will you? And I'm watching the telly, I'm trying to get a rest for the final. He'd been eating loads of chips when he come in. So he's lying down there. After about half an hour, he sits bolt upright and just goes... Oh, like an ice cream dispenser with all this pukey smelling chip mush that just come out and it absolutely stinks. Something like that. Oh my, I'm not dealing with that. I'm so carry on what to tell you. The room stinks. I've got the pillow over my face and that. So it was like vinegar vomit. Yeah, I know. Just stunk of like mashed potato and vomit. It was disgusting. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> about a couple of hours later, the lads come in the door and they're going, the fucking hell's he doing in here? And what's that smell? And I went, that dirty bastard has just puked. And look, it's all in his shoes. So he done it into his shoes, which is at the side of the bed. So. The lad who plays on the left wing, Loopy, you'll know me. He's in a lot of my stories. Gets them, throws them out onto the prom. We're like, what are we going to do with them? They're all nudging them and going, move, get up, get out the hotel room. He's just dead to the world. So I said, get a corner of the sheet each and we'll run through the hotel with them like a dead body and we'll just leave them somewhere. So anyway, we get rid of the body and the night continues. A lad who'd come out, played football against us from one of the Alaman teams and stayed out on the ale. Fitzy, his name was. Anyway, so we're all bugging her about in the room. He takes the knock. So I've gone, oh, I'll go to my case. I've brought a permanent marker to draw glasses and a moustache on anyone who took the knock. So anyway, Fitzy gets you. 
doing a little moustache on him, little poire on him, you know, curly one and that. Duke some glasses on him, that's enough. Oh, that's payment in the market. You'd be on him for a couple of days. So then Loopy grabs the marker off me and decides to colour his face in blue. It was like a blue pair of marker. Like a smith. Yeah, and like solidly coloured his face in. But he didn't stop. He was going inside his nostrils, inside his earlobes. He was completely dark blue. His face, solid. So anyway, we're all laughing our heads off. It's funny and that. Go to bed. In the night, we'd seen some of the older fellas who'd come away with the football team knocking around with, should we say, a lady, maybe as old as someone's youngish nan. A mature lady. A mature. Let's say she's got a reputation for being promiscuous, I believe. But anyway, in the morning, I wake up to the shrieks of Fitzy screaming in the bathroom when he realises that he can't get the ink off his face. So I don't know how someone can be red and blue at the same time. <laughs> He's scrubbing his face away with the nail brush and it's just not coming off. Anyway, we all go downstairs for breakfast and Fitzy's got this blue red face. <laughs> Everyone's laughing and he's sitting down and one of the, the fellas, I can't name names, because this guy's married, bounces down into the room. Oh my God, I can't believe it. That slapper, she's robbed me wallet. And uh, all my money's gone. And then his mate comes down. He's like, mine's gone as well. Anyway, Fitzy stands up and goes with his blue and red face and says, I know who she is and I know where she lives. So they're like, right, get in the taxi with us now. So they jump in a taxi, go all the way through all these streets in the Isle of Man. It's a 15-minute taxi ride. And he goes, here is the house. So... They get to the front door and she's left the key in the door. So they go in. They look around the house downstairs, no one's about. They go upstairs and she's in bed asleep. So the guy who'd obviously slept with her that night just starts strangling her. Homer Simpson on Bart style while she's in bed, like <laughs> And she's going, and he's going, where's me, Walla? Where's me, Walla? You know, screaming in her face. Imagine being woke up like that. Anyway, so she goes. It's downstairs in the room. Lift the plants up and it's under the plants. When she eventually he lets go of her neck. So they run downstairs and he lift up the plant pot. And there's the watches, the rings, the wallets, oh, everything. Yeah. She wiped them out. So they trash the house on the way out and jump back in a taxi and come back to the to the hotel and retort the story to us, which I thought was brilliant. And then um we, we go, we win the cup final, it's great. Then we get back on the ferry on the way home and it's the most treacherous journey I've ever endured in my life. Now, if anyone's ever been proper seasick, it was nothing like this. It was like something off the Titanic. It was listing from one side to the other. Everyone, and I mean everyone on the boat was puking up. Everyone was puking up everywhere. It was puke over the sides. The rooms just puked. There's chairs flying everywhere. It's disgusting, man. It's horrible. Anyway, our manager, Big Alan Abbo, goes into the toilets and he's trying to have a wee or whatever. And he said, this fella comes in in a business suit. This is what he come out and he told us. And he said, he's got his like, little slip-on shoes and that. And he slips over and just goes flying onto the floor. And then a big wave of piss and puke just engulfs him <laughs> engulfs him and engulfs his face and it's all going in his mouth for that he said I just looked down at him while all his piss and puke's waving over him he, the fella just said 
kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you're going to the Isle of Man, don't sleep with someone that looks like your nan. That's the bottom of the story. Yeah. And that was Coffee Pod number 10.